Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of AdMail. This is Adam Bergman, founder and CEO of IRA Financial. I'm here to help you find the answers to the most frequently asked questions from my clients about self-directed retirement accounts. If you want to learn more, you can subscribe to our YouTube channel and follow us on social media. Just search IRA Financial. Hey everyone, and welcome to another episode of AdMail. I'm Adam Bergman, tax attorney, founder of IRA Financial, and really excited about today's episode. I'm gonna actually go back to the basics. I got a lot, not a lot, I got a bunch of emails last week or so. She said, hey, Adam, do you mind just kind of doing some more basic type of IRA questions? I know you like to get into some of the more complex stuff, which is great, but sometimes it'd be really nice if you can just kind of go back and just tackle some really basic IRA questions. So I said, you know what? Good idea. That's what I'm going to do. So I had my producer, Barry, go through and pick three really good, I think they're still kind of challenging questions, but more on the basic side. Okay. And there's three good ones today. So basically uh, all involving IRAs, one involving a rollover, but um, interesting stuff. So let's just get started. Why are we, you know, beating around the bush? Let's just do it. First question is from Tara O of Boiling Green, Kentucky. Tara wants to know, can I have a self-directed IRA and a traditional IRA? So good question, Tara. The answer is yeah. Actually, there's no such thing as a self-directed IRA. It's not a term that you're going to see in the tax code. It's not a legal term. It's essentially a made-up term that means that it's an IRA that lets you do alternative asset investments. That's really all it is. So if you go to Schwab or TD or Bank of America, Merrill, they'll market themselves as having self-directed IRAs, but not really, right? Because all they're allowing you to do is just pick your own mutual funds, ETFs, or stocks, which obviously all of us can do. A self-directed IRA really is an IRA that lets you do alternative assets, things that are non-traditional, non-equities, like real estate or precious metals or cryptos or investment funds or private placements, private business, tax liens, debt fund, that type of stuff. So a self-directed IRA could be a traditional IRA. It could also be a Roth, could be a SEP, could be a simple, could technically be a Coverdale or an HSA, could be a 401k. It basically just means a vehicle, or I should say there are a custodian like IRA Financial or a, a plan in the setting of a 401k that allows you and empowers you to do alternative asset investments. That's it. There's no special section on self-directed IRAs in the tax code. The section, for example, on 408 and 408A, which talks about IRAs and Roths, just talk about IRAs and Roths. They're not separate sections for self-directed. So the rules that apply to traditional IRAs apply to self-directed IRAs. The rules that apply to Roth IRAs apply to self-directed Roth IRAs. So to answer your question, Tara, sure. I have a traditional IRA. I actually do have some stocks that I own. Yeah, believe it or not, even though I'm in the alternative asset space. I also have a self-directed IRA where I have real estate and you know other assets. So no problem. You can have a traditional IRA, a self-directed traditional IRA, a Roth IRA, self-directed Roth IRA. You can call them one, doesn't matter. All it means is 
the self-directed IRA in a true sense is going to let you do alternative asset investments. So if you have a traditional IRA at Bank of America, Merrill Lynch, they're not going to let you do real estate. If you want to do real estate, you go to IRA Financial or another company in, in the self-directed retirement space, and you could open an IRA there. And because we're non-traditional, we don't make money selling investments or providing investment advice. We don't sell stocks or mutual funds, ETFs. It's not how we make money. We're going to let you do alternative assets and facilitate that. And we charge you know, a fee to custody that asset. That's it. So Tara, yeah, you can have a traditional IRA. You can have a self-directed IRA. And you technically could, could merge them all into one if you wish. So really appreciate the question. Thank you so much, Tara. Second question, and this is a really, really good question from Lawrence G of Naperville, Illinois. And Lawrence wants to know, who can become an IRA trustee? So this is a really good question. Actually had this question before I started IRA Financial Trust. I also was wondering, who can become an IRA trustee? And section 408 is pretty clear. Essentially, there's three parties that can be a trustee of an IRA. It could be a bank, a financial institution, or a regulated state charter trust company. And in the setting, you're, you may say, hey, wait, whoa, whoa, what are you talking about? Trustee, that's like me, or I'm a 401k trustee, or I'm a trustee of a trust. Like I can make decisions. Yes. In the IRA setting, the trustee is the actual custodian that essentially is in charge of the administration of the IRA. It's not the sense that the person making the decisions, like in the case of a 401k or a trustee on a grant or revocable trust. In the case of an IRA, the trustee is the IRA custodian, whether it's Bank of America, whether it's Merrill Lynch, whether it's Schwab, Fidelity, or IRA Financial Trust, the trustee is the company that's responsible for the administration of the account. So an IRA is a trust, you know, just like technically 401k is a trust. It's just a retirement type of trust, okay? So again, the trustee could be a bank, a financial institution, or a regulated trust company. It's confusing, Lawrence. It's, it's a good question because people are just like, wait, I don't understand. IRA financial, how are you the trustee? I'm the trustee. It's my IRA. Yeah, you get to make decisions, but we are responsible as the trustee of the IRA to make sure that the IRA stays in compliance. Versus a 401k, there's no IRA custodian the responsibility falls on you as the trustee or whoever the trustee of the 401k is. Same with a trust where the responsibility for the administration falls on the trustee. In the IRA world, the trust company, the bank, the financial institution, the Schwab, the IRA financial were responsible for all the administration of the IRA. So think of it a little differently, unlike a revocable trust or a 401k where the trustee is the individual making all the decisions. I think the IRS wanted a third-party regulated company to have the responsibilities for administering the IRA, doing the IRS filing, which saves you a whole lot of trouble. And one of the reasons that people rather set up IRAs and 401k is because they don't have to deal with the administration of the IRA because the custodian, whether it's TD Ameritrade or IRA Financial, will take care of all the trust responsibilities, the IRS administration, for example, based off section 408. So great question, Lawrence. Thank you so much. Um, and the third and final question, this question is from Amy Kay of Bakersfield, 
California. Nice. Amy wants to know, can I move my 401k to a self-directed IRA? So this is a really good question that is probably, Amy, I would say the most popular question I get over the last 12 years. This is it. You know, can I move my 401k to an IRA to do self-directed investments? The answer is, like I've said before, maybe. <laughs> you hate me, right? Uh, don't you hate lawyers? I hate when lawyers do that to me. You ask them a question, they write like a four-page email with both sides and don't give you the answer. Well, I'm kind of doing that. <laughs> Sorry. I'm saying maybe because technically this is how it works. In order to move money from a 401k to an IRA, you technically need what's called a triggering event. And a triggering event generally happens in three instances. You leave your job, which is the most common. You turn 59 and a half which is probably the second most common. And the third and least common is if the plan terminates uh, or there's a merger, okay? Those are triggering events. So if you're 42 years old and still work at company ABC and want to move to a self-directed IRA and that's all your retirement money, you can't do it. I know it's frustrating. It makes no sense because in the IRA world, you can just do rollovers anytime you want. Direct, of course. But in the 401k world, you can't. Don't ask me why, it makes little sense to me, but those are the rules. So either leave your job, which I'm not encouraging anyone to quit, um, age 59 and a half, or the company terminates a plan slash merger, that will give you the trigger event to do a rollover into a self-directed IRA. Now, if you wanna do alternative assets because your 401k doesn't allow you, you're stuck in boring ETS, mutual fund stocks, you want to do real estate or something else a little bit sexier, um, you got some options, right? If you're under 59 and a half, you still uh, are employed at the job that has the 401k, then if you have former employer 401k funds, you're good to go. You can use those. You can roll those into the IRA. Even if you roll the former 401k employer funds into your current employer plan, you can roll them up because they're not contributions. Now, you can always set up an IRA. If you have access to a 401k at work, now there's very low income thresholds. So you may not be able to do a pre-tax IRA, but in 2022, you still can do what's called a backdoor Roth IRA. So if you make more than $214,000 in 2022, and you're like, oh man, I can't do a Roth IRA. You can do what's called a backdoor Roth where you can put in 6,000 or 7,000 if you're over 50. And you just make an after-tax IRA contribution and then convert it to Roth. And that will give you the six or 7,000 bucks even if you uh, participate in a 401k. Now, if you make less than 214, married, file jointly, you can just do a Roth um, if, if you'd like. So those are some of your options, Amy, if you want to do self-direct investments, but you're currently employed, you're under the age of 59 and a half, you're not looking to quit or retire, or you don't think the company is going to terminate the plan or merge, what are your options? Well, if you have former employer funds, you can use those. You can do probably a Roth. The traditional IRA will be, probably be tough. Um, generally, if you have income of you know, less than um, 60 or so thousand, you have the ability to do an IRA contribution. Um, and you know, even if you have access to a 401k plan, but it's um, a very low income threshold. So just want to be kind of cautious on that. Um, otherwise, the Roth, the backdoor Roth IRA is probably your best bet. Um, but again, that's limits you to six or 7,000 bucks. That's pretty much um, 
all you're going to be able to do. So um, that's kind of it. Um, yeah, it, it's frustrating, Amy. I know um, I get this all the time. Like, I don't understand. What do you mean? I can't touch the money. It's my money. Yeah, I know I still work at the company, but why can't I just move the money? That makes no sense. Yeah, I know. Uh, I've been there, but uh, just the way it works. That's why people like the IRAs because you have more flexibility. You can do contributions, rollovers anytime you want, just a little bit easier. So um, I'm sorry. Uh, actually, what I wanted to do, Amy, is give you the um, number. So if you're married, file jointly and your adjusted gross income in 2022 is more than 129,000 and you're covered by a plan, you can't do a pre-tax IRA. If your spouse is covered by a plan, you make more than 214, then you can't do a pre-tax IRA. You can still do that after tax, but if you make less than 109 and you're married, file jointly and you're covered by a plan, you could do a pre-tax IRA and get a full deduction. Okay, so just want you to have all the information because that's still limited to six or seven thousand if you're over fifty, but at least it gives you some flexibility there. Versus um, if you make more than the you know one twenty nine or the the two fourteen married file jointly and your spouse has the plan, not you, you're really stuck with a backdoor Roth um, unless you have former employer funds. So thank you so much, Amy, for the question. Um, those are really good. Um, basic questions. Thank you, Barry, uh, for putting this together. I get some really amazing questions. So if you guys are shy and you kind of like have a question, send it in. You don't even have to use your name. Um, I'll have your email, but I, I won't. If you say don't use my name, I won't. Um, and I'm happy to answer the question. So you can send an email to info at Financial or hit us up on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, just say admin, ask Adam or question for Adam and just, just type it in and I'll, I'll get to it. I got a lot of questions in queue, but they come. I, I tackle three a week and I have a lot of fun with them. So if something pops up and I really like the question, I may just push it to the front of the line. So, so don't worry. Uh, you're not going to have to, may not have to wait that long. So um, send them in. Otherwise, thank you for listening. Thanks for watching. Really appreciate guys spending some time with me today and uh, check out Admiral. It's weekly. Every Thursday drops three questions on various self-directed retirement topics. Probably my favorite podcast. I've got a lot of fun preparing for them. I do research and prepare for these um, really wonderful questions. So I uh, hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast and um, hopefully you come back for more. Other than that, have a great, great rest of your day. And thanks for uh, spending some time with me. Take care. Thank you.